Hail and well met. Welcome to another episode of Self Evident. My name is Jenna, and with me are Kenna Rose, Bryn, and we have a very special guest today. So why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, and what you do? Hi, I'm Reba Hervis. I am the artistic director of Overshadowed Theatrical Productions, which means, I guess, right now I'm the founder. It was came from a dream that I feel like I got from the Lord when I was a little girl and was allowed to fulfill it. And we started about 2002. And we have been, that was when the dream actually was born, I guess. And then it took me a couple of years, but this is our 18th season and we're looking forward to 18 more. Praise God. What made you want to start Overshadowed? How did you get, well, I guess you explained that, but how did you kind of get started in? Yeah, like what was the beginning process? Like if you, you had this vision, how did you go about fulfilling it? Well, let me go back and kind of, piggyback over what kind of started to ask and then said I already answered it because there's a little bit more to the dream which I think is kind of exciting and that is I was really shy when I was growing up and I really lived a lot through entertainment whether it was a book or a movie or a television show or something you just lived vicariously through that I did I imagined I when I was really small I would take my Barbie dolls out and they would pretend I would pretend that they were in different television shows and I would, in my head, write additional characters for them. I, I know, I'm love crazy. That. <laughs> so awesome. And so I, I just always liked it because I felt like I could maybe pretend to be somebody that I wasn't because I wasn't happy with myself. And when I went to college, I really had a significant change. I decided to be a speech major. I argued with the Lord terribly because he kept pushing me towards speech education and I kept saying no I don't want to teach everybody in my family was a teacher my uncle was the principal of my school my mom was my fifth grade teacher I mean I just didn't want to teach I didn't Mm -hmm. but after changing my major four times I became a speech education major (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't escape it (laughs) did what the Lord wanted but I also was able to have a lot of training and classes in dramatic productions and really that was where my joy was and now looking back I know that it is the roots that came from the me teaching and volunteering at school and the love that I have for teenagers that gave me the ability to start overshadowed if I hadn't had those connections that I made at that time and actually the teenagers that came along beside of me and helped us in those beginning years it it would have never happened so I really do believe that the Lord orders your steps and you have to trust him for the path and you might not know where that path is going to go but he has that end in sight that you can't always see yeah that is so cool and that is such wisdom you can really you can really see even in just how you're talking the way the lord kind of led you to doing this and starting overshadowed thank you what sorts of productions do you guys put on our goal our mission is to do 50 percent of the things that we do are family-friendly, classics, um, popular things, and then the other 50%, we want them to have a faith-based, whether it's a missionary story or the one like we're doing now that is a different kind of um, mission in mind, uh, something that's more patriotic but yet still God at the root of it. And sometimes it just might be something like it's a wonderful life that reminds you that, again, your pathway is the one that the Lord creates and you really do have a wonderful life 
if you will trust in him. So I've I've been uh, given the opportunity to see uh, your production of the Christmas Schooner, oh. and uh, recently the production of Mary Poppins, which um, I was I've been introduced to overshadowed through uh, the Hardians, which actually Bryn was in Mary Poppins, and she was a bank teller, and yeah. she was a chorus girl. She was <laughs> very good. She's she had a good. she had a wig on and everything, and she just she loved it. And Kenna, actually, you're part of a production that's going on right now mm-hmm. um tuesday morning which is the show overshadowed is currently doing so why don't you tell us a little bit about tuesday morning yeah i'd love to hear you guys um experience on working on the project and yeah what what's it about well i'd love to hear kenna's thoughts about yeah. <laughs> working <laughs> on the project too since, <laughs> since this is the first time i've gotten to know her and let me just piggyback back and say how much i enjoy having bren in my production so I she, it. she was wonderful in mary poppins and she's wonderful every time she just glows Thank when you. she's on stage yes and doesn't I she do a, a little bit of hair and makeup for you guys as well yes she does so she's just very valuable to yes. us in a lot of different she, ways you are a jack of all trades so tuesday morning is the story of what happened on 9-11 and that Tuesday morning. But it's told from the perspective of hearing about what happened on the plane through the eyes of the people who were there, the heroes, the, wow. the people, the passerbys. The, the core of the story I, that I wanted when I first started writing it was to be about Lisa Beamer and Todd Beamer. Okay. Do you know that story at I, all? I may be familiar. Is it the husband that called his wife? Well, he called the nine, the Verizon 911 airphone operator, but okay. she wrote a book about it afterwards because they took down Flight 93, and yes. one of the last things he said was, let's roll. And so the story got back, and she wrote a story about their life and became kind of for Christians a banner cry of get out there, the Lord's in control, don't lose your faith, and let's roll, and let's yeah. get on with what God wants us to do. And so that was kind of what I wanted to use to be the central part of my the play, but I could never get her to answer me to give me the rights to take her story. Okay. okay. So instead, I felt like the Lord said, okay, let's tell the whole story. And we just use the parts with Lisa and Todd to kind of be the, the thread that so ties this it all is, together. So Tuesday morning is a production about Flight 93? No, it's actually all four of the flights. Wow. As well as in the second half, we talk about four different heroes that are people that we happen to know something about. I wish I could tell them all. There were so many people that I had read about and what they did and their sacrifice that the play could be 10 hours long, I, but I had to chop something out, so it kind of went away. Yeah, well, I'm absolutely going to be coming to see this because so. you're you're giving little hints and foreshadowings. I'm like, okay, I, I think I need to see this whole thing this in, in its entirety. <laughs> Kenna, um, how's, how's your experience been working on this play? I have to say it's been an amazing experience. This is like my first show I've ever done, so I am just thoroughly enjoying um, doing it and the experience. And I would also say a play like this, it's, I'm enjoying doing a play that has such a strong faith message to it. And such a message that I also think is important, especially for our time, being that God is in control and is America still a country others are going to want to destroy or what happened to it. So, I mean, I'm loving this. <laughs> She's doing an amazing job. I, I agree. I think you've come a long way since the very beginning, too. It's like and you can tell you're, you're really 
sitting into your parts and doing a great, great, great job with it. So I'm so happy you're there. It's really Thank interesting you. you're talking about what you just said. My husband said to me last night, he, has, he hadn't really talked to me. He came to see the show on Friday. He's my harshest critic and my biggest fan, <laughs> but I'm always a little worried about what he's going to say and how he interprets what we do on stage. And so yesterday, for the first time, he said something to me and he said, I just want to know if you really believe that God was there in the midst of all the evil. And I know that people ask that question all the time. That's really kind of what it's about. When he said, I'm pretty sure that the people who were burning to death were not thinking, wow, God is here. And I'm like, but he is. And that's our path. And it's a hard thing to explain to other people. You can do it when everything's great in your life, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's in the midst of tragedy. That's a hard place to sit back and go, okay, I still know that God has a hope for me and he has a future. And it might not be the one I planned, but it's the one he planned. And mm. I will be happy in that. Yeah. The That's quote so that was at the end of the performance, um, I think Miss Katie said it, one of the actresses, that quote was so cool. The and poem? I wish, yeah, the poem. I wish I like could memorize it or had it like with me right now, but that was like the coolest thing. I was just talking about like, where was God on that time? I was there with each of these people, helping them through it. And even though they might not have seen it or even though it might not have felt that way, I was there and I was helping them through that. It's something that's so hard somewhat to cling to, knowing that God is there and ordering your path when you go through such hard things because it goes kind of against, you're like, but I know God is good. Why is all of this happening? But it's always such a comfort when you realize God is good and he is in control. And if this is the plan he's got, then it's a good plan because he is good. Yes, he is the master storyteller. And we as the characters can make decisions about how we are going to respond to a obstacle he's put in the midst of our story. Recently, uh, since 9-11 happened, the anniversary, the, I think it was the 21st anniversary yeah, was, that just occurred. it was occurred. the 21st. I was able to show my younger brothers uh, a documentary about what happened on that day. And seeing the faithfulness of all of these paramedics, these officers, and just everyday citizens, how they decided, even though this was not something they've ex they expected to see in their lifetime or happen in their story, they decided to throw themselves at whatever needed to be done and get it done and be able to be the sacrificial hero in that one little area, that one little block, that one little room that they were they were put in during that time. Um, it's it's very interesting to see how God works through tragedy. There's a moment in the show where the firefighters are getting ready to head into the building despite knowing that um, they're likely not going to make it out alive. And so just seeing the way people went with such sacrificial, I don't know, like sacrificial love or just sacrificial, I don't know. What? It is love. Greater love hath no man than this than to lay down his life for a friend. And mm -hmm. that is what those firefighters and those paramedics and those officers did that day. It's really neat. I mean, it's a little bit of a glimpse of Christ in a way. Yeah, 100%. We're just imitating the great storyteller. So one of the things that we talk about in the story is that the the people of that day were heroes because they ran towards the trouble instead of away from it. And I think that e that can be said even... So today about us as Christians, we hear about things that we're supposed to stand up for and pray for and do, 
but do we always do it? Yeah. A lot of times we just hide. And it's much easier and don't said speak than out, done. Right? Yeah. But if we run towards making a stand for Christ, can you imagine what the world would be like if we so if we all place. did what we were supposed to do yeah. and speak out for Christ? Where were you on Tuesday morning? So that was a time that I was volunteering at school I had stopped teaching and but my kids were in high school and so I was volunteering to um, do all the speech competitions at school and at that particular time I was literally there all the time I'd start my appointments at 7 15 in the morning and work till like six o'clock at oh, night man. it was it was rough but I did it because I loved it and because I loved the kids and I think speech is really important and so I was sitting in the teacher's lounge waiting for my next student to have a free time to come meet with me and somebody walked into the teacher's lounge and was like man did you hear and I remember very plainly thinking that's ridiculous what happened to this pilot right I thought what stupid guy did something dumb where he was drunk on the plane or whatever and something happened and then what is it 18 minutes later or something the the next one happened and I was like oh this is this is not good this is this is an attack and I, th- and I think all, from all the stories I've heard, that's what a lot of people felt, that the second one. This cannot be an accident. Right, right. But we watched, we pretty much watched it all day. We took the kids out of classes and put TVs up and just watched the news. And I can't imagine what it would have been like to, like, see it as it was happening. Because I've, I've seen, like, the whole news, like, from when it started and whatever. But I can't imagine what it would have been like to watch it not knowing what was going to happen. Are we going to war? You know, are we? We're in Chicago. That could get bombed. Where's the next person going to come from, and what's going to happen? It was frightening. Even even when we're trying to put our trust in God, you're still frightened of the process. Mm-hmm. You know. My dad was actually at. Um, he was working at an alderman's office at the time, and he told me in the days following the attacks, officers would come into the um, the building. They would lean over to him, and they're like there's been no criminal activity. Uh, even the criminals are scared to see what's going to be happening next. I hadn't heard that. That's crazy. I don't, yeah, I don't think I'd heard that either. One thing my mom always talks about and my dad is how weirdly silent it was afterwards because uh-huh. there were no planes or anything. And you know, it's really funny. I mean, not funny, haha. But now that I'm working on this again, every time I see a plane go over, I stop. Yes. It, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know all that was going to come back to me. I knew that that happened then after it was quiet and then the first times that we saw the planes. But it still happens. I, I watch them all the time. It just reminds me so vivid to me right now. That's I mean, I mean, I guess that's to be expected working on a show like this. And I guess speaking of which, how do you handle the emotional difference in doing a show like this versus like the fantastically done Beauty and the Beast. Oh, you. <laughs> um, it, you know what? It's really funny because every show brings its own trials, and I don't think that Beauty was without trials. And it was at the time that I was getting ready to do the final edits of this one, and I almost feel, and I know I've expressed it to you guys as a cast, I almost feel like the struggles that come with putting on a Christian show started already during Beauty and the Beast because I felt like 
just every time I sat down to work on the script to do that last little bit of, okay, how do I like this scene? And let me check for typos. Something would happen. We would have a flood. We, somebody <laughs> oh, got wow. COVID and I, it was, it was rough. It was a rough summer. And so the emotion I don't think was different during Beauty and the Beast because I was still feeling kind of attacked that this one was coming up, which was not normally the way things are, but I don't know. There's something about this one that I feel like the attack came on much stronger than it normally does. It's always bad when we do a Christian show, always. We just feel like people have car accidents and people are sick and they have to drop out of the show and um, just, you know, or somebody in their family dies and they have to leave. I mean, it just is constant during a Christian show. That's very interesting. Entertainment is so influential yes. that I could definitely see in like increased spiritual attack or activity when you're putting on a show with such a powerful faith-based message because entertainment is so influential. Yeah, who knows who you're going to be touching throughout these shows. And I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Kenna. Um, how do you see um, entertainment influencing your audience how do you how do you go about bringing the christian message into plays uh like for example when you're doing a play like mary poppins i you always want to have the underlying tones of like we're doing this for christ how, how do you go about doing that i don't know that i do as great of a job at camp as i do other times as a normal cast because i feel like we don't have time we have two weeks and we're just cramming all these things in it and really actually more like eight days because the first day we're doing auditions and then we don't meet the 10th day that's the that's the show so we're cramming it all in there but I um I do feel like sometimes my cast is the one who gets more influenced by the message and the testimonies and what God is doing than even the audience so the story is there for the audience but the cast is the one who's seeing the struggles day after day and hearing the testimonies day after day. And they're, when you're doing character development, they're hearing the testimonies of those people day after day. And so hopefully it becomes a very part of everything we're doing. I'm not, it's funny because when we do Beauty and the Beast or when we do a secular play, I don't start with prayer all the time or prayer even at the end of time because I don't think it's necessarily great when a whole bunch of people who aren't believers get together and pretend like they're praying. And so it's not something that becomes a really big deal for me, but it bothers the people that I'm around and they're like, why aren't you praying? Why aren't you praying? And I'm like, it just feels funny to ask these 20 people to do this when I know that they don't believe. But then as we start to get to know each other, then I'll start to do it because I, I hope that I can live Christ instead of just act like these are the things that I'm supposed to do. And it's not that I'm ashamed. It's not that at all. It's just, I, I hate the, the token. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now I, I actually heard a sermon one time about the 10 commandments and about not taking the Lord's name in vain. And the pastor said, it's something that we as Christians do every day. And I was like, what? And he said, because what do we do? We sit down and we pray and we go, our Father who art in heaven, you know, or dear God, and you start praying. And it's not. It's rote. Yeah, 100%. We're not taking time to really say, 
wow, God, my Father, we just do it. In Jesus' name, amen, and we're just done. And so that made a huge impact on my life and one that I felt like I need to make sure that when I talk about God, when I pray, that I take time to know that that's really where my head is and that I'm not just doing it, just yeah. to doing it. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason that I that I do the cast meetings and things. And that's the reason it's really important to me too. I would say if you want to see my temper come up, the worst place is at a cast meeting when everybody is <laughs> kind of saw that the other day. <laughs> I pulled out my teacher stance. Oh, because oh. it's really important <laughs> to me for us to all be together right before we go in and and perform and we we pray for our audience and we talk about the fact that we don't know what they've been through and we or what it is that god wants them to get from this message yeah. and so we do a little bit of that and we've we've i think we've had an opportunity even this time to really help people remember who god is and that he's in control and the comments that we've heard have been really great it's a very it's very emotional play though and I don't know that everybody is quite ready for it when they walk in. My dad was saying it's a little bit like a Holocaust museum because those are important oh. because you yeah. need to remember that. And it's yeah. a good thing they exist, but it's hard to walk through yeah. because yeah. it is so hard to remember. It's a great example. Yeah. But it's important. And when you look, you can really see how God worked through such atrocity. I want to know, like, how much does your faith in God affect how you I guess like do the shows and direct the shows and that stuff I don't know that I could do it without it you, you know it's I would say a hundred percent um I my faith helps me pick the season for the year my when I feel called to write something my faith is a hundred percent that um I should I give you my weakest point of the year should I be transparent would you like I that mean, if you want to this is self-evident. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's really sad that I got to this point. It was such a bad summer. Oh, my goodness. So even in the light of how beautiful Beauty and the Beast was, the struggles were real. And honestly, I've had, for those of people who've been near me, they, Bren knows because she was next to me when I got a really bad phone call about a year ago from my son who basically said he had um, – he was going to be an atheist and a whole slew of other things. This this son of mine that I was proud of who was going to be a youth pastor and just, it was horrible. And so literally, Bren was just such a lifeline because she didn't even know what was going on with me, but she just poured God's love into me at that point. But um, ever since then, it's been a really struggle. Not for me, to, not, I've never lost my faith. I think I lost my hope at a couple times. And only this this past year have I started feeling like I'm a little bit more myself. It's just just been a struggle. And um, so during this, when every day something else would happen, and we got down to the last weekend, and literally I think we had three different people that were in the cast because people were getting COVID, and and we had flooded downstairs, and one of our guys had had cancer, and so we had to pull somebody else in because he couldn't perform. I mean, it was just one thing after another. And the very last day, no, very last weekend, the guy who does a lot of my sets and just is really faithful came and told me that his dad was sick, and so he was going to have to 
to drop. And he he couldn't even finish the weekend. He hadn't designed my set for this yet. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm out. And I walked into the costume room and I'm like, I tell you guys, I'm done. Um, I won't do the show. I'm I'm out. Satan wins. And I turned around and walked out of the room. And they were everybody, I've never done that ever in my whole life. I am the most positive person about it actually char charges me up sometimes. I'm like, okay, Satan's not happy. We're doing something right. But I was done. And all my costumers like followed me into the room. And they're like, what, what? And so they kind of just prayed over me and separated it and said, okay, let's really think about this. If you have nobody else and you only have you, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go on. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So it, but it's a hard summer. So, but my faith is everything. Because if they hadn't come in, come in and do that, would I have gotten there? Yes, I would have gotten there. But it, it was a lot better to have Christians surrounding me. Yes, right? praise God for your community. Yeah. yeah, amen. Everything that could go wrong basically did with with these would you say this press production as well or has this been um <laughs> so yes. what yes. So, so what specifically about tuesday morning w would cause it to be attacked spiritually well i think the i actually wondered that because when i was in the throes of the summer i was like i don't understand what's so strong about this play it's not like it's the most biblical thing it's i've not ever like the story of jesus or right like exactly that. i'm like I just, I had a really hard time thinking through that. But I do think now, one weekend past opening, that um, perhaps, and Kenna, I would love to hear you weigh in on this too, but I do think Satan has set out to destroy Christians and in the process to destroy America. And I think that any time that we are going to get recharged about having that faith and that hope, and to also know that we as Christians have a responsibility to pray for our country, it doesn't even matter who the king is, or you know what I mean, because the Bible says the heart, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Yeah. So our leader is who I mean by king. It doesn't matter who he is, who the president is, who's in office. At the end of the day, we have to understand that God allowed those people to be in office. Mm -hmm. And so we have to have a certain amount of respect that comes from the office, but a more of a responsibility to pray that the Lord will influence the decisions that that leader has and does. Mm -hmm. And I think instead, we've become the kind of people that are like, oh, we just want to fight about everything. We hate everything. We're not happy. And so in the process, we've forgotten that we have the responsibility to pray. Yep, 100%. And um, with such like an emotionally charged production as uh, Tuesday morning, uh, people obviously will be very, very much impacted by the stories and the sacrifice of the characters that you're portraying. Um, would you say that you've, you've said before that your cast has been impacted by it, but um, how would you want your audience to view this like what oh, what would you ask them to have in mind while they're watching this performance wow I don't know that I've ever been asked that quite quite like that before um if I had a takeaway from my audience I would want them to know that God is everywhere in the midst of the deepest 
valley. We can, Corey Ten Boom once said, you cannot go so low that God is not there. When she was in the concentration camp, she said that. And so going back to what your dad said before, it's definitely something that we have to remember and walk, walk through that emotion. And I think sometimes we forget that God is in the midst of the trouble too. It's easier to forget it. And so that and the fact that we need to pray are the two takeaways. So the first night we end with singing, I'm proud to be an American. And the first night when we had people stand up with us, it was so amazing. So I, because I, I, I don't think we're a country that's proud of being an American anymore or proud of our freedom. And so if we could rekindle just a little bit of that, yeah. that would be a huge takeaway mm-hmm. for me. And remember yeah. some of the ideals too that America was founded on. I think that's another thing the play does is it kind of shows this is what America should be right. like. Right. We should run to help those in trouble. And right. Instead of, <laughs> I had a friend tell me after she heard about the show, she goes, I just got to tell you. She goes, I think that if you were under rubble and I could get out, I'd leave you. <laughs> okay. I mean, thank at you. Least she's honest. <laughs> she goes, I can't imagine going back in when you got free. Oh. But yet, these people, I mean, it's like, you're right. It's one, honest. Yeah. Right? That but, one scene with that guy, he ended up dying trying to free his friends. Right. It if was, he'd have just left. But, but he didn't. And two people lived because of it. So mm-hmm. I had somebody who. Um, on the audience of the first night who was from New York and lived there during that time. And he said that the play embodied exactly what they felt like in that all across the country, people were putting bumper stickers on their car that said, I am a New Yorker because they wanted to support the people of New York. And I didn't think I remembered that, but I love that. It's like if instead of running and tearing apart, if we can look at our brother in need and support and love and help and pray. Isn't that what we're supposed to do as Christians? Yeah, that we're supposed to display yeah. the love of Christ and, right. and let them know that no matter what happens, God is always there. And John, I think it is, it says, how will they know Jesus? Well, by, by our love. Right. Know them by their love. Right, yeah. right. And we don't show it. I think that pretty much wraps up the questions we have. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to tell people where they can find you and overshadowed on social media, as well as how people can buy tickets for Tuesday morning. Um, yes, buy tickets for Tuesday morning. Um, how long does the show run for? It oh, runs that's a the, good question. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I wish I had those dates in front of me. Oh, it, it runs the first weekend in October. What is that? It's October, October the 8th. 8th? Yeah. Okay. And um, so we still have lots of performances left. Bring your tissues. Yes. Kleenexes. Bring tissues. (laughs) (laughs) Um, www.overshadowed.org will bring you to the place that you can buy tickets. And if you don't like to buy things online, there is a telephone number there that you can call. And please leave a message. We don't have, we're all volunteer organizations, so we don't have somebody manning it all the time. But if you leave your telephone number, we will call you back. Um, and all the information to get a hold of me, if you want to write me a letter, is also there. But it is reba.hervis at overshadowed.org is my email address. 
And um, we also have a YouTube channel called From the Wings that we talk about all things on and off the stage. So Wonderful. if people want to get involved with Overshadow and if oh. they want to like audition or help that with hair and makeup or whatever, really how would question. they get involved and how would they Do you need help there? with the hair and makeup? Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just overwhelmed back there. <laughs> she, she does such a great job. Oh, um, uh, yes, you could write me. Like if you go to the www.overshadow.org, there's a place to contact me or you can do my email and just send me a letter and tell me what place you would like to be involved in. We have auditions that are up there right now on the website for Miracle on 34th Street. That is oh, our wonderful. next show. I yes. You should audition. You don't oh. want me to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, yes. Um, so those auditions are October the 3rd and 4th. And this time, like every audition I make is a little differently. And so this time you don't have to memorize anything. So a lot of times you have to come in and have something memorized for the monologue. But this time we're just going to do cold readings from the script. So those of you who are afraid of that, okay, come on I, out and do that. I'm debating yeah? doing this because it sounds a lot of fun. I think I think that Miracle is going to be a lot of fun. This is our second time, so we did precast Santa because he was great. Santa. That, not the, well, not the know, other people, but yeah. You, you know what? If Santa's taken, why bother auditioning, yeah, honestly? Yeah, <laughs> you can't be Santa, no. So, but you could be an elf. Okay. So anyway, you can tell me. There's a lot of areas that you can get involved. We always need ushers. I would love for somebody to have the burden to come in and be a regular part of the usher team because I believe that the ushers have such a ministry as well. They are the people who are the first responders of Overshadowed. That's awesome. They meet them. They're they're greeting them as they're walking in. Yeah, they're the making sure experience. that they're okay. Yes, yes. exactly. And it, it's a hard job, I guess, because maybe some people don't feel that connection to want to do that. But I would love to have a team of people who really – could view that as the ministry that I'd love it to be. So ushers, we also need carpenters because of the set or people who paint it, hair and makeup. There's just so many ways you can get involved if you wanted to, and I'd love to have you all. Kenan, did you have the uh, oh, social yeah, media handles say. for the three um, social medias for Overshadowed? One, Overshadowed Productions. Um, two, rebaharvest.direct.plan.read. And then three, from dot the dot wings. So <laughs> those are where you can follow. And we will, on we, we will put those in our bio and we will absolutely tag you guys on social media. Cool. Definitely. Thank you. Definitely. Absolutely. Thank you so very much for coming on to our podcast. Yes, we really appreciate yes. it. Oh my it goodness. Thank you. It was such a pleasure to, to be here and to see you guys and to see where you create your magic. So thank you so much for having me here today. If you guys are going to Tuesday morning, let me know because I'd love to see you guys there. Kenna's going to be in it, guys. So you got to come and support yes, Kenna. Hi. So until we meet again, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence. And let us remember, as Psalm 139 says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for dark is as light to you. So let us always remember that... Um, no matter what we're going through, no matter what trial God puts in our story, that he is always there for us. Um, let us lean into that. Till next time, this is Self-Evident.